Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Unknown. As always, I'm your host, Simon Wimmer, one of my writers, in this case, Katie. Thank you, Katie. There's written me a script, the bizarre phenomenon of spontaneous human combustion. Is it real or is it a myth? Wasn't there like an X-Files about this? Or like a CSI or something, and there was like a burned body, and they were like, but there's no marks anywhere. And I think it was CSI, and then they come across like a totally reasonable explanation. People don't just catch on fire. Right? I mean, I'm open to this one. Maybe there's some science there. Maybe there's some cool examples. Let's just jump in. I didn't give my inevitable demise too much thought as a child, but when I did, I presumed I would go out in one of three pretty specific ways. Number one death by swallowing gum. I don't remember who told me this, but I was pretty certain as a kid that if you swallowed chewing gum or bubble gum, you would die. What the fuck? No one's ever told me this. It was always like, oh, if you swallow that, it'll be in your tummy for like seven years. That's what everyone said, and that turned out to not be true at all. People swallow gum all the time. Nowadays, if I'm in a pinch, I'll swallow gum, because I know I'm going to poo it out real soon. It's not I've got like years and years of gum in my tummy. I feel like tummy is quite a childish word for it, isn't it? That's what I call, like, we've got two kids, and it's like, ah, in your tum-tum. <laughs> I suppose it's just a stomach, but I kind of mean the whole system intestinal tract and all. Why I continued to merrily chomp on Hubba Bubba and Orbit when I knew I was dancing with the devil on a very slippery slope, I have no idea. Can you imagine if that was true? No one, if every piece of chewing gum had like a little arsenic thing inside. Arsenic? Is that what kills you? Cyanide. Cyanide. I mean, arsenic does kill you as well, right? But not like, it's not like a suicide pill. There'd just be a tiny little suicide pill in there. And if you accidentally swallow that gum, death instant death no one would be chewing that gum no matter how good it tastes orbit would have a real marketing nightmare i think i thought it would somehow settle over my windpipe or something but anyway cue blind panic when i accidentally swallowed a piece while on holiday with my grandparents i spent a couple of minutes in floods of tears because i'd never see my parents again about 30 seconds feeling relieved that i was in fact still alive and the rest of my life forgetting all about it number two the ira oh my oh okay like i was i'm a bit too i think in the last episode i recorded katie said that she was i think seven or eight years older than me perhaps and the ira like the terrorist bombings in like london and stuff where they put bombs in bins i think i was really too young to understand this but if i was a few years older i think i probably would have got it living quite near london in the 80s and 90s i was vaguely aware of terrorist bombings happening not too far from my home so getting blown up by the ira was always a low-level threat on my radar every time a bomb went off it would kind of be scary for a while i'd be reluctant to go outside even to the nearest park to take the dog for a walk as it had a bin in it that i thought could house a deadly explosive yeah the bin bombs was a big thing i definitely remember that and then they made these fat bins which apparently if someone just like because they just put a bomb inside a bin and then 
wait for it to go off on a timer or whatever. They built these, like, bomb-proof bins, which were these massive things that apparently could contain a bomb, which is kind of cool. Must have been a hassle for the trash people, like, I'm gonna open up the fucking bomb bins every day. I even briefly considered sleeping with a knife under my, under my pillow. How this would protect me from the IRA, I had no idea, and luckily I was more worried about accidentally hurtling, hurting myself in the night, so I never went through with this plan. Then, after a while, probably like a day or two in actuality, I decided that I couldn't live my young life in fear anymore, so F you, IRA, I was going to take my dog for a walk. Also, my dad probably just told me to take the dog out, and being an obedient child, I did what I was told. <laughs> You're like, sure, Dad, I'll take the dog to the park, even though I know I'm going to my, my death by that fucking dog bin. <laughs> with a bomb inside it dad number three spontaneous human combustion if you know you know as a child i had many a book from charity shops or local fates about paranormal supernatural and unexplained things but there was one particular image that has stayed in my memory from the instant i saw it a shoe a leg and nothing apart above it apart from ashes the unfortunate occupants of the only lightly damaged room had apparently been a victim of spontaneous human combustion where a person could basically go up in flames at any time kate katie you and i worried about really different things when we were kids i don't think i really worried about, I, i'm trying to think back now on things i worried about drowning i think i was really afraid of deep water as a kid i didn't even want to go in the deep end of the pool and I don't know, I'm a good swimmer. And like, so I don't really know why I worried about that. But I definitely didn't have these in-depth thoughts about the IRA or like terrorist bombings or spontaneous human combustion. I did I, I did think about death, I guess. Um, but not like the specifics of how it would happen. So what we're trying to figure out today is, is this a real thing? Was I justifiably worried about it happening to me? Or are there other more reasonable explanations to be found? Also, do not Google this if you don't want to see some pretty disturbing images. Luckily, my retinas were burned away many years ago so I could handle it, but maybe don't go looking if you're just about to eat. Okay, let's get to the burning questions. <laughs> Yeah, the shit you sometimes see on Google Images, like where that filter, the the safe search filter hasn't worked or whatever. I've seen some shit, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like thinking about it. I don't like, like, I don't know how, and it disturb. I still think about it to this day. I somehow saw bodies after an airplane crash. Like there was a big airplane crash, and then there was like the the wreckage, and I still, I, I don't know, like that is something i never wanted to see and it was years and years ago and i still think about it fuck you google i mean sorry business daddy but can you sort that out what is spontaneous human combustion anyway if you've never heard of this or aren't quite sure what's go what we're going on about here's a bit more information spontaneous human combustion is a rare but documented phenomenon okay with approximately 200 examples of it in the last 300 years or so Okay, that's not, I mean, it's not very many, but it's not none. It's basically where a person will suddenly catch fire for no apparent reason, with no apparent outside sources, hence the spontaneous part. The body of the person will burn at such a high and intense temperature that they're soon reduced to a pile of ash, although creepily, unburned lower legs and hands are often found at the scene. I mean, we've got a lot of energy in us, right? I remember doing a video a while ago which described how much calories the different human body parts had. I don't know why I made that video. It seems a little bit disturbing, doesn't it? But there's obviously a lot of energy in us, but it's gonna, we need, need to get pretty hot to burn that. 
Nearby furnishings and other items often remain unburned, and there's not a trace of any accelerant or external source of the fire. While it's popped up in literature from time to time as a way to create a slightly ridiculous character death, spontaneous human combustion as a real thing is an idea that has refused to totally die off in our cultural consciousness. The coroner in Ireland gave a ruling of spontaneous human combustion as recently as 2011. Really? Coroners are like scientists. Okay, let's go. So let's take a look at some famous examples of victims of spontaneous human combustion and see if we can learn anything about more uh, learn anything more about why it might occur. I'm, I'm increasingly open to this one. Let's see what happens. Apparently, the earliest documented example of someone going up in flames for no obvious reason comes from Italy around 1470. A knight called Polinus Vorstius. God, people back in the day had sick names, didn't they? Like, I just feel like if my middle name was Maximus, I'd be better. Just did everything. Simon Maximus Whistler. Maybe I should add that. Should I have that put on my ID? <laughs> I think you can do that without even, like, officially getting your name changed because you just fill in the form. You just put, what's your middle name? Like, I've mentioned this before. My student's ID throughout my entire time at university uh, had my middle name as Legend because on that first day of induction, they just had a big form. And instead of writing my real middle name, I just wrote Legend in there. And because uh, no one's even questioned it because no one's looking at it. It just goes into a computer and it prints it out and no one ever questions that. So the whole time it just said that and I'd tell people that it was true. And that's that. Okay, so this night dude was drinking wine with his parents when all of a sudden he started belching fire. If this wasn't bad enough, he then burst into flames in front of them. Yikes. Scooting forward a few centuries, we find another Italian victim, Countess Cornelia Zangari Bandi. Born in March 1731, the Countess went to bed, and when her maid came to wake her the next morning, she found nothing but a pile of ash where her mistress used to be. Actually, that's not quite correct. As well as the pile of ash, there were also both legs complete with stockings intact below the knees, three fingers, and the front of the Countess's skull. Holy shit, the Countess had a bad time. And listen to this part of the translated report from Reverend Joseph Bianchini about the state of the Countess's room. The whole furniture, as well as the bed, was spread over with moist and ash-colour soot, which had penetrated into the chest of drawers, even to foul the linens. Oh no, not the linens! Oh no, the Countess has linen, she's gonna be so upset! Oh wait, no. No, 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 it's her ash, isn't it, on the linens? Nay, the soot was also gone into a neighbouring kitchen and hung on the walls, movables and utensils of it. From the pantry, a piece of bread covered with that soot and brown black was given to several dogs, all of which refused to eat it. In the room above it was moreover taken notice that from the lower part of the windows trickled down a greasy, loathsome, yellowish liquor and thereabout they smelled like a stink without knowing of what and saw the soot fly around oh my god people in the past were you just stringing random words together and hoping that it made sense because shit that is the hardest thing to read i've ever read it was remarkable that the floor of the chamber was so thick smeared with a bluish moisture that it could not be taken off and the stink spread more and more through the other chambers also people in the past are you just randomly capitalizing words what's going on <laughs> Gross. The gluish moisture, by the way, was the melted remains of the Countess. <laughs> so loathsome, that sticky glue. <laughs> the Countess's body. One of the most famous recent examples attached to the theory of spontaneous human combustion is that of Florida resident Mary Reeser. 
In July 1951, after having a social evening the night before, Mary did not answer the door when a telegram was delivered to her. Her landlady went to check on her and found that the front knob to her apartment was very hot. Worried about her tenant being trapped in a burning home, she got help to break down the door. Inside, they found the charred remains of Mary Reeser in a fire-damaged chair, but the rest of the apartment had got off pretty lightly. According to the landlady, Mrs. Carbon's, uh, quote, Mrs. Reeser's 170 pounds had been reduced to less than 10 pounds of charred material. Only her left foot remained intact, still wearing a slipper, burnt off at the ankle, but otherwise undamaged. Also found were her liver. Oh my god. Now fused to a lump of vertebrae. Oh my god. Dude. Oh. And stranger still, her skull shrunk to the size of a baseball by the intense heat. No way. A skull can shrink in intense heat? That's crazy. The official lab report stated that there were, quote, no signs of oxidizing chemicals, petroleum hydrocarbons, or other substances used to initiate or accelerate combustion. But there's plenty of fat in us, right? And fat's very energy dense. Like, when you're... If I'm cooking a steak and there's fat in the pan, and I'm using a blowtorch to like sear my steak a little bit, that fat can catch on fire. That seems reasonable. But whether it can burn to like such a heat to burn bone? I mean, that's really hot. The circumstances and state of the body seemed to flummox the police, who contacted the FBI to investigate further. As well as asking for specific tests on various bits of evidence, Chief of Police J.R. Reichert ends the request by saying, quote, We also request any information or theories that could explain how a human body could be so destroyed and the fire confined to such a small area and so little damage done to the structure of the building and the furniture in the room, not even scorched or damaged by smoke. The FBI did do an investigation into the death, and while they agreed that no accelerants or other evidence of a fire starting could be found, they recorded that the fire likely started from an external source and therefore was not a case of so-called spontaneous human combustion. Eventually, Mary Reese's cause of death was given as an accidental. Okay. So, I feel like there's got to be a spark, right? Your body's probably not very good at getting... At creating enough heat to cause spontaneous like uh, a spontaneous spark right although i feel like we could definitely do it like if we got two bones and started rubbing bones together that's gonna get pretty hot right and we've got bones inside us so what if there was like a joint that was rubbing in a weird way or something and you were doing a lot of work with it that's gonna create a lot of friction that could potentially create enough heat to set some fat on fire maybe i might i'm probably that's probably well off base isn't it but maybe that doesn't it doesn't seem unreasonable does it another famous case was that of the pennsylvanian dr john irving bentley in december 1966 a man popped round to see dr bentley's meter and as the 92 year old was getting on a bit he said that the meter reader could let himself in down in the basement the man found a pile of ash could smell something kind of sweet and could see a light blue smoke a bit worried he went upstairs to check on dr bentley and found only dr bentley's right lower leg with slipper attached oh my lord how quickly did this guy burn when the meter person comes to my house they're in it for like 30 seconds they're like hello they look at the meter they scan it with some device and then they leave how quickly did old dr john die burn entirety there was also his walking frame and a hole in the floor it seems that dr bentley had burned up with such intensity that the fire burned a hole through the floor the ash in the basement was the cremated remains of the doctor. While it seemed likely that he had set himself alight because he was a pipe smoker, his pipe was actually found in the room next door. Well, maybe he had more than one pipe 
My granddad had many pipes. I never met him because he died. <laughs> Probably because he smoked too many pipes. No, he died of like some heart condition or something. But my nan had for ages just this like pipe rack and it was full of different pipes and stuff that he must have smoked like a legend though probably wasn't that bright of an idea to smoke if he had a heart condition did he wasn't it he was a doctor as well ah. oh god i'm fairly sure it's a picture of the remains of dr bentley that i saw in that book of mine but i couldn't find a picture online that exactly matched what i thought my memory was Believe me, I looked at a lot of images that come up for spontaneous human combustion and, it, and wasn't 100% sure if I was in fact remembering the image I'd seen correctly, but this was probably the closest one. Yeah, if you've thought of an image that you saw in your childhood and you've thought about that like many times over the years, you're never going to be able to identify that image if you see it again because you've thought about it so many times that it's changed like loads of times. You, you're not going to be able to do it, like with much degree of certainty. One example that was witnessed by someone else happened to be poor Jeannie Safin in September 1982. While the 61-year-old was sitting in a chair at home in Edmonton, England, her father and brother-in-law witnessed her suddenly burst into flame. While they managed to put it out and get her to a hospital, she died a few days later from conditions arising from her burns. This case is held up as a major example of spontaneous human combustion as Jeannie was reported to have sparks flashing from her eyes. Her clothes were unburned and there was no external heat source anywhere near to where she was sitting. Isn't another thing that could potentially cause this? I don't know if it's the case today, but didn't people back in the day, or I mean even today maybe, use like uh, gels like or um, creams that are flammable? Like they're petroleum-based jellies and stuff. I mean, it's right there in the title. And if you're like rubbing that over your body for like skincare or whatever, you're kind of just rubbing petrol oil over your body, aren't you? Which seems a bit risky. The recent example from Ireland, where the coroner gave a verdict of spontaneous human combustion, happened in Galway in, in December 2010. 76-year-old Michael Flaherty, or possibly Faherty, uh, was found burned to a crisp in his home with no other damage to the room apart from the floor and ceiling directly above and below him. He was lying on his back with his head near a fireplace. A fireplace, you say? Aha! However, thorough investigation of it by fire officers determined that this was not the cause of death. No traces of accelerant or evidence of foul play were found, leading the coroner, Kieran McLaughlin, to uh, record the surprise verdict. Quote, This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. Mate, you can also just like deny somehow he caught on fire. You don't. Or just go, oh, go for it, whatever. I don't mind. Seems to me that he's spontaneously human combusted. How it happened? No idea. Some adequate explanations. Come on, people, there must be some reason why these people have gone up in flames. So let's just think about this. If spontaneous human combustion was a real possibility that could happen to practically anybody at any time, why doesn't it happen more often? There have been around 200 reported cases, but a lot of these are pretty anecdotal or have been tacked on, even though the cause of death might have been something else. Although, to play devil's advocate for a second, there are some examples that don't make the tally as a coroner decided that spontaneous human combustion, or SHC as we'll refer to it, just wasn't a believable explanation. How many more examples would there be of bodies inexplicably bursting into flames if coroners were a bit more open-minded? I have no idea, but my research indicated that at least a couple more could be thrown onto the pile. Still not exactly statistically probably a thing that's going to happen to anyone. I also saw somewhere that if it were possible for humans to spontaneously combust, i.e. catch fire with no external source, then surely there would be the possibility for animals to do it too. And we never see that happening. 
and there are lots of animals around. I mean, think of all the ants you see. Have you ever seen one go out in a blaze of glory that wasn't induced by a magnifying glass? Surely someone somewhere would have witnessed just one animal self-cremating at some point in time. Not don't all call out at once. Yeah, that's totally fair. That is a really good counterpoint to this. And I'm like quite into this one. I'm like, this seems like a thing. I hope there's a cool scientific explanation why people catch on fire. But it's like, yeah, why else are the animals doing it? And maybe it's just people just getting burned by shit. <laughs> Doesn't that seem more likely? Although what is causing like for it to be such a thorough, thorough burning? How does that happen? So anyway, there's no doubt that all these people did in fact catch fire and their bodies ended up burning a crazy amount, like way more than they should. So let's look at some of the reasons people have thought of over the years to explain how a person's body might set itself on fire. Going way back, one of the common explanations for SHC given was that it was divine or maybe even supernatural intervention. Wait, that's... For a moment, I was like, did Katie say scientific reasons? No, 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 she just said reasons can we, so we can still be like, it's God! God did it! Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You know, old Johnny Briggs was being a mean old miser, so the Lord did doth strike him down and reduced him to a pile of ashes with one leg sticking out. Classic Briggs deserved it. Let's face it, if this was a way of striking down evildoers, it probably would be happening a bit more frequently and to people who are actually known to be evil rather than just a few random pensioners minding their own business at home. Supernatural or divine intervention aside, is there something going on internally in our bodies that could, in fact, cause us to combust? It's a pretty scary thought, as who knows what's bubbling away inside there. We produce gases, that's true, so is there a chance these gases could somehow ignite and cause us to go up like a Roman candle. You may have witnessed people lighting their farts, for example. Heck, you may even have done it yourself. I thankfully have never been a witness to this tomfoolery, but I do know that it's definitely possible. Yeah, I've never done it myself. I have seen people do it. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, like, one of my fears, I don't know if this is actually a justified thing, is like, and this is also another thing that I was told when I was a kid, and I have no idea if it's true, like, thinking about it, is if you light something on fire, like, uh, we, I, I did this until I found out this other thing, like, we'd all light our deodorant cans on fire. So you'd, like, spray it, and then you'd light it, it'd be like a giant flamethrower, and you'd scare the shit out of people with it. But then I heard that it can, like, suck back into the can. So you'll be like holding it and then it'll whoosh back into the can and blow the whole thing up in a crazy explosion. And I just always believed that that was possible. And now I'm realizing that's probably not possible, right? <laughs> so I believed with the farts that if you lit your fart, it could get sucked back inside and blow you up from the inside. <laughs> it's not really possible, is it? There be methane, oxygen and hydrogen in your farts to which, if introduced to a source like a cigarette lighter, can briefly be set alight. It's not a great idea to do this, by the way. I just don't think the victims of the so-called SHC were sitting around flagrantly lighting farts in the privacy of their own homes and it all got way out of hands. Yeah, usually because it's like, well, I was at dinner with my parents, or we were having family dinner, <laughs> and then I caught on fire. It's like, uh, were you uh, lighting your farts at family dinner? It's like, bruh, it's not a frat house. <laughs> no. 
Here's a scary side note, though. In Japan in 2016, a woman was having laser treatment on her cervix. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, not what her cervix is, but laser treatment on it. When a fire started, causing her to get burned. The hospital said that all of their equipment was in working order and blamed the woman for farting, which led to the laser igniting a fire which quickly spread to other material in the operating room. How unlucky was she? I bet people fart all the time, especially in uncomfortable or nerve-wracking situations such as being in an operating room. This is something usually performed under local anesthetics, and maybe she didn't have that much control over the situation. Also, I personally suffer from nervous toot syndrome, NTS, which is something I totally made up, but now it's a real issue. If something's about to happen, I'm a bit worried or nervous about, well, I'll expect a little smell from my general direction. I don't fart when I'm nervous. I just fart all the time. <laughs> I've probably had a fart during this episode. I'm on some drugs, like uh, statins to keep my cholesterol low because it's too high. <laughs> and they make me farty. I take another drug. Not like a drug, but it's like this little, uh, it's like wind pills or whatever. <laughs> to make me less windy. <laughs> You're welcome for that, TMI. Usually I can get away with it. But I've just remembered at university I did a weekly radio show, which I was nervous about. Shout out to Just A Phase on URB. Okie dokie. I wish I'd done that. I always regret not doing that. I'm not sure why I didn't, like, do the radio shows at university, like, university radio. I think I'd have loved that. And I just, for some reason, never signed up to it. I did, like, uh, drama and acting club and stuff, but I never signed up to a radio. I think I'd really enjoyed radio. This is kind of what I do, in a weird way. There were also at least two other people in the very small studio at the time, but luckily we were all friends, so I didn't die of shame every time that happened. Sorry, Katrina. <laughs> if it was dudes, like, I'll be on a trip with a mate of mine, and we'll just be in the car, and I'll just let one rip. And if I'm in the driver's seat, I'll hold the windows. Like, you know, from the driver's control panel, so that they can't, like, wind them down. We're <laughs> just on the highway, people opening doors and shit, and be like, no, 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 child lock's engaged, man. You're not, you're not getting out of this one. Okay, so maybe it's not farts causing SHC, but what about the buildup of gases or some sort of internal reaction? It's not plausible. Over half of the body is made up of water, meaning that a fire is not going to be able to start inside you no matter how many bean burritos you might have eaten. Okay, so look, my watery rubbing bones together thing isn't causing fires. And if we're talking methane buildup, why aren't cows bursting into flame all over the place? There is one theory that maybe a tiny particle called a pyrotron could be the culprit. In a 1995 book called Ablaze, The Mysterious Fires of Spontaneous Human Combustion, what an attention-grabbing title by the way, author Larry Arnold posits that a tiny energy unit called a pyrotron is all around us all the time, but occasionally fuses with human atoms within the body, causing a chain reaction capable of totally burning up a human being in the blink of an eye all i'm thinking is like bro i've never heard of a pyrotron before it sounds very sciencey but it sounds like something you might just have made up let's see before you get all alarmed there is no evidence for the existence of this pyrotron and even if there were it would presumably have happened a lot more often in front of actual witnesses over the course of history wait i thought there were actual witnesses haven't we had cases where people are like yeah no it happened to my mum it happened to this dude or are these kind of like, oh, well, I was, I walked in and it already happened. So there's, is there actually any? It was all so far kind of like, I wasn't directly there sort of situations, right? So what else is flammable and we come into contact with all the time? How about alcohol? In literary examples especially, it seems that the victims of SHC were generally drinkers, if not full-blown alcoholics. So 
Does a long period of heavy drinking somehow saturate your cells and make your entire body more likely to catch fire? No, that's not how alcohol works, whether by internal combustion or via an outside source. Not exactly. Drinking alcohol by itself does not cause one to become more flammable. Even if you're saturated in ethanol, it would just burn off, not reduce you to a pile of ashes. One of the earliest founders of organic chemistry, Justus von Liebig. It's unfortunate if you're a scientist and your name is Liebig. Experimented with whether the human body was flammable all the way back in 1851. His conclusion? No, it's not. Anatomical specimens were usually preserved in solutions of 70% ethanol, but when he tried setting them on fire, the ethanol eventually burned off, but the tissues weren't really burnt in any significant way. In a piece by Brian J. Ford for The Microscope, titled Solving the Mystery of Spontaneous Human Combustion, Ford also states that Justice von Liebig, quote, injected ethanol into rats over a prolonged period before trying to set them on fire, but found that even the rats didn't burn. Well, I guess that proves that. Also, what a psycho. Is that what you're doing up this? <laughs> Injecting rats with ethanol, and then I'm going to set them on fire. <laughs> Bro, are you a scientist or a sadist? Holy shit. Alright, I think we've explained that it's unlikely, if not impossible, that a human being can just catch fire spontaneously, i.e. without the introduction of an external source. Putting that aside for the moment, let's now focus on what happens during so-called spontaneous human combustion, i.e. the fact that a body is reduced to ashes in a short space of time, with the exception of the lower legs and sometimes the hands. How is this possible? Does it happen so fast that the victim has no time to get help? Why is it localized to a body while much of the surrounding room remains intact? Are there commonalities between victims that we can point to to help with our explanation? What has kept mediocre actor Keanu Reeves on the A-list of late? That's so harsh. That's so harsh because Keanu Reeves is such a good guy and I'm not going to comment on his acting. But that's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> the answer that covers all these questions is the Wick effect. Hope you got it, Simon. Yes, yes. I don't particularly enjoy the John Wick movies. I'm not sure why. Like, I went to see one. I was just, like, not particularly enthralled by it. And I like action movies. Like, I, I, and I like stupid action movies. Well, I'm a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, so, I mean, stupid action movies are, like, his thing, and they're great. Except for Terminator, which is brilliant film it's not stupid in any way yeah but i don't know why i didn't like john wick anyway let's move on to the wick effect i like your joke as well katie well done the wick effect scientists favorite rebuttal or explanation for the phenomenon known as spontaneous human combustion is something called the wick effect you might be thinking of a candle wick and you're correct you know how a candle burns slowly for extended periods of time the wick giving the flame something to feed on and the wax melting due to the heat of the flame well, given the right circumstances, that's what can happen to a human body. Basically, the wick effect is when a human body is ignited somehow, with the clothing catching on fire first. If the person remains immobile for whatever reason, the fire will start burning the body, melting the body's fat, and this serves as more fuel for the fire, eventually turning the body to nothing more than ash and maybe a lot of melted fat. This process could take several hours, but could be sped up if there is accelerant on the clothing such as gasoline or spilled spirits, or if the victim has a higher body fat ratio. Overall, the effect of the human candle is a long, slow burn. Okay, so that's human combustion. The only thing we're arguing about is spontaneous here, like what starts the fire. And I'm totally happy to say that it's like not the bones rubbing together or whatever stupid idea that I came up with. But it's like, okay, so someone lit a cigarette. Cool. And then the, the 
the human combustion can still happen with this wick effect thing. In Brian J. Ford's piece for Microscope, he also suggests that it's actually naturally occurring acetone that is the main culprit in the burning process. Experiments conducted with pig abdomen soaked in acetone and set alight provided an almost immediate fireball, with results mirroring those found in SHC victims and evidence of a blue flame, also reported by some witnesses. While you might be familiar with acetone as nail polish remover, it's also present all over the place and we breathe it out all the time as fat breaks down in our body. Oh, there you go. I learned something today. Pregnancy may increase acetone levels in the body, and higher amounts may be present in people with diabetes, people who drink alcohol, people on various diets, and people who are just a bit run down. Okay. Acetone can also ignite super easily, even at room temperature. In fact, it has a flash point of minus 17.8 degrees Celsius, that's zero degrees Fahrenheit, which means that it can basically start a fire in an igloo, never mind in your, in your regular furnished home. In case you've been wondering, a crematorium reaches temperatures of over 980 degrees centigrade or 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit to reduce the body to ash in a couple of hours. Whoa, does it take that long? That's crazy. Body temperatures reached during a wick effect burning aren't quite so high, but the bodies are generally burning for several hours, if not overnight. Yeah, so the ones of it being someone alive and then just like wrapped up in flame and then gone. I'm pretty super skeptical about that, especially when it doesn't cause any damage to the surrounding place, because you're gonna need like so there's gonna be a crazy amount of energy given off. Fire also prefers to, bur prefers to burn upward rather than laterally, which explains why there isn't much damage to other items in the room, even if they're quite near to the victim. Yeah, with a slow burn, sure. Once the fire has consumed the human fuel, it goes out, leaving damage above and below the victim and to whatever the person was sitting on, but rarely traveling to other areas. Think about it. Unless it's a raging inferno with a lot of highly inflammable things next to it, you can get pretty close to a normal fire without fear, unless you have nervous toot syndrome, I guess. So, how close have you stood to a fire to toast marshmallows, throw stuff in it, or whatever? Most of the time, the fire stays where it is, and it's actually quite hard to keep alight. Experiments have been done to confirm this wick effect. Because pigs' bodies are quite close to humans, they are usually first in line to be burned on the bar in the name of debunking spontaneous human combustion. I'm not against animal testing and all this stuff, and it's like, like I know we need to test shit on mice and all of that stuff, but it's like, why are we killing this pig? Oh, well, we're just gonna see if we can uh, spontaneously combust it. It's just a bit unnecessary, isn't it? Can't we use it for bacon or something? Is that, it, it honestly sounds like these people just wanted to have a bit of a hog roast, doesn't it? It's like, what should we do? Well, it's just roasted up didn't work so i guess we're just gonna have to roast this one and then uh, have a delicious lunch yes chaps in a test for the bbc's qed program in 1998 a dead pig was wrapped in a blanket and set on fire in a furnished room it actually took a while to get the pig to ignite but it was left to burn for several hours before being put out mm. I bet that spelled good. The remains of the pig were comparable to victims of SHC in the main part of the body was nothing but ash, but the trotters also remained. Also, not much else in the room was damaged apart from a melted TV. So let's talk about those remaining limbs, the things that haunt anyone who's seen a photo of SHC, never mind actually seeing it in real life. This would be the legs. There are quite a few different photos of SHC victims online, and in every one you can see at least one leg or foot completely untouched. So, how is this possible? Well, there are a couple of things going on here. This previously stated fire burns upwards, so if it starts in the middle of the body somewhere, by the time it's reached the top, all the useful body fat has been consumed. Typically, people's legs don't have as much fat, and hands and feet especially are just skin and bone, not giving the fire anything to feed on. Also, it could be that as the fire burns through the legs higher up, the lower legs drop off, becoming the only unidentifiable sign that a human was ever there. That's fucked up. <laughs> 
That's so dark suddenly. Can we link most of the cases with several common factors that can help us explain this phenomenon better? Why? Yes, we can. Oh, we're decoding this. And I went into this being like, oh, you know, I'm open to it. And now I'm like, shit's getting decoded so hard. Most of the reported cases occur in people older, let's say 60 plus. Most of the cases happened when the victim was alone in their own home or room. Most of the victims were not paragons of a healthy lifestyle, having been known smokers, having been witnessed having a tipple the night before, or with known medical conditions. In most cases, the victim does not appear to have actively sought help. In many cases, an external fire source was near the victim, such as a fire in the fireplace, a cigarette lighter, matches etc exactly spontaneous no there needs to be an ignition source let's decode a little further we can explain all these shc cases by saying that an external ignition source whether that be a cigarette open fire even a spark from static electricity caused the victim to catch fire and due to their immobility and other conditions such as body fat content clothing material etc they eventually became the aforementioned grisly human candle but why wouldn't they be running around beating those flames out like a mad person? Well, maybe they were already dead or at least unconscious. I mean, think about it. An elderly woman sits down in her favorite chair with a nighttime cigarette, has a stroke or a heart attack, and drops the cigarette and turns into a human candle. There's nothing left to autopsy, so the cause of death cannot be determined. Even if the person is still alive, or when the burning starts, the rising smoke and flames would soon render them unconscious or dead pretty fast. And this is all extremely reasonable. So why did that Irish coroner, why was he like spontaneous human combustion? Why not just say human combustion, probably caused by a dropped cigarette or a spark from static electricity, something, you know, not spontaneous. Decoding SHC. All right, we had some examples of SHC at the beginning of the episode let's get further info on them in case you are holding out that they were genuinely inexplicable mysteries we'll start with a fire-breathing knight polonus vorstius yeah this was also ages ago and people in the past are really bad at like writing down history and stuff so i'm pretty happy to kind of write this one off anyway like you're also breathing fire come on he's not a dragon don't be silly old maximus here well this happened so long ago that we can't exactly rely on the story to be accurate Exactly. Also, it didn't even appear anywhere until around 1640, nearly 200 years later. So yeah, not exactly a contemporary account. How about the 18th century countess Cornelia Zangari? She left quite a gross mess for a maid to clean up, if you recall. Oh yes, the spoiled linens. Oh no. There were candles in her room, and she had reportedly felt dull and heavy earlier that evening. Her bed cover was thrown back, so she may have felt unwell, got up in the night, and passed out or died, coming into contact with a lit candle on the way down and slowly melting all night long. In the case of Mary Ressa, no accelerants were found, and the strange circumstances of a cremated body with not much damage to the rest of the apartment caused the chief police to call the FBI. There were blankets and stacks of newspapers near Mary that remained untouched. Paint on the wall behind her was not damaged. Ball whitening was thrown into the mix as a possible cause of death, but it's never been considered that likely. Wait, I thought ball lightning wasn't a thing. Ball lightning is a real thing! Okay, never mind. But it only happens very rarely, and there was no evidence that it had entered Mary's apartment as the window would have been broken. What? What the fuck is ball lightning? Is entering apartments through broken- breaking windows? What the fuck? Gotta do a video about that. Also, investigators found no evidence of faulty or fried electrics or anything that may have started the fire, but it's actually quite easily explained if you take the landlady's report into account. Okay, then let's go. Pansy Carpenter popped in to see Mary Reese on the evening before her body was discovered. She said that Mary had told her she was a bit upset over something and had taken two Seconal tablets. Don't know what that is. 
guess it's about to be explained in the next sentence, isn't it? Why do I even say these things? This is a sleep medication, and Mary also apparently said that she might take two more later. So basically, she was going to pretty much go out cold. Fucking hell. So what are you up to tonight? I'm going to take four sleeping pill tablets and pass out cold, brother. Like, <laughs> Jesus, just go to sleep. I know. Haha. <laughs> Some people struggle to sleep. Don't be a dick, Simon. Yes, okay. Don't take four sleeping pills, though. Don't get addicted to that shit. She was also wearing a nightgown made of rayon. During the FBI investigation, they found something that they thought was probably the melted remains of a cigarette lighter. There we go. So Mary had been smoking, dozed off, and dropped the lit cigarette on her nightgown. Rayon burns slightly slower than cotton, so this would have been perfect conditions for the wick effect to take place. Jesus, there's another reason not to take four sleeping pills because and have a cigarette, or just in general, because you'll be burning to death and you won't even wake up. That's fucking terrifying. Don't take that many sleeping pills. Always take enough sleeping pills that you can be like in an emergency, be like, oh, okay, I'll just get out of here. Dr. John Bentley was next on the list. He was a known pipe smoker, and while his pipe was found in a different room to his body, it's not impossible that he got lit embers on his clothes without immediately realizing. Maybe he had dozed off while smoking in bed, and he woke up to find, found, to find himself alight. He left the room, but before being overcome by smoke, going into shock, falling or coincidentally dying from another cause. He also would usually have matches on him somewhere, so these would have contributed to the fire. Regarding Je Jeannie Safin, she had witnesses to her supposed spontaneous human combustion episode. I th okay, that's the witnessed one. Okay. Her brother-in-law and father claimed that there was no heat or fire sources anywhere near her and that her clothes were mysteriously unburned. This tidbit comes from a book called The Entrancing Flame by John Hamer. However, it was related by Jeannie's brother-in-law over a decade after the event. So, uh, sounds super reliable. That was sarcasm, by the way. In a written report made at the time of her death, her brother-in-law had stated that her clothes were definitely burnt. Okay, well, that is a more reliable contemporary report right there. Police responding to the scene also reported removing burnt clothing. While the source of the fire has never been definitively proven, Jeannie's father was a pipe smoker and apparently a window near Jeannie was open. If a lit ember had landed on her clothing, the breeze could have fed it and her nylon outfit would have gone up, causing severe burns. Clothes are not flammable these days, right? Like, if we get an ember on our clothes, they're not going to suddenly catch on fire. We sorted that shit out, right? Like beds and stuff and couches. They've all got to meet these, like, fire codes. If you And, like, cigarettes. If you drop a cigarette now, it doesn't burn stuff, right? Because they changed how cigarettes work or something to uh, to stop house fires, which is why there aren't that many house fires. Although, an apartment down my street caught fire. There was a... I, I'm always like, there's not that many fires. There's not that many fires. And I suppose the only fire I've ever seen or been aware of near to me, except when my parents... When I was a kid, we had this big hedge all the way around the border of the property. So the house, like, sat in the middle. And then there was this big hedge that would go all the way around. Like, maybe it was just on, like, the bottom side of the garden. But it caught fire when I was a kid. I barely remember it. It was just, like, a story told years later. And the fire brigade had to come around and put out this hedge which had caught on fire. It, it was, like, some really super hot summer and everything was super dry or something. And, uh, yeah, and they let me use a fire hose, which I don't remember. But apparently I, uh, I enjoyed. There we go. Fun side. Fun aside, Simon. Let's move on. While she was 61 years old, Jeannie had the mental age of a child, so she may not have been able to respond quickly enough to her situation to understand what was happening until it was too late. She also didn't display the traditional characteristics of SHC, as there wasn't enough time for the wick effect to take place. A police officer on the scene, however, thought that SHC could be the reason for her catching fire, and her family then brought this up with the coroner. 
The policeman said that maybe it was spontaneous human combustion. And the coroner will be like, yes, and that's why he's a policeman. And I'm a coroner. <laughs> uh, how did that go? He probably didn't say that because it would make him look like a total penis. But let's see. He was a no-nonsense sort of guy, however, and said, I sympathize with you, but I cannot put down SHC because there is no such thing. I will have to put down misadventure or open verdict. He ended up going with misadventure. <laughs> that is how I want to die. Misadventure. Like, what happened to misadventure? Or like the other one, horseplay. He was just fucking around and died. <laughs> I imagine that's what the parkour guys get, right? You know, when they fall off the building, what happened to him? Misadventure. <laughs> Horseplay. Jeannie's brother-in-law also stated that her father's pipe was unlit and had fresh tobacco in it, presumably to discount this as a source for the fire. If it had fresh tobacco in it, though, doesn't that mean that the dad had been smoking it before? Maybe the men knew very well the source of the blaze and just felt so guilty that they tried to blast the blame onto pseudoscientific explanation of SHC. Yeah, sadly possible, isn't it? Now on to the most recently called case of SHC, Michael Flaherty. I mean, surely the fire in the fireplace is the smoking gun here, so to speak. I don't know how the coroner investigators managed to rule it out, and there are a number of ways in which the man could have set himself alight. Maybe he tried to retrieve something that accidentally fell in. Maybe some burning coal or wood fell out. Maybe he accidentally fell or passed very close to the fire, then regained consciousness and moved further away, only to collapse again. All incredibly reasonable explanations which the police and coroner just didn't seem to consider for some bizarre reason, dudes. If there was some physical connection between his body and the fire, it would probably have been burned up, leaving no obvious trace. Or maybe he just set himself alight with a cigarette after having a medical episode. Spontaneous human combustion. Should I be worried? If you're still concerned about the possibility of SHC happening to you, let's go through a quick checklist. Are you over the age of 60? This appears to happen to older people more frequently. Do you live alone? This is probably a biggie, as I'm sure many more cases of SHC would have cropped up if a friend or family member hadn't been around to quickly help extinguish an accidental clothing fire. Do you smoke or have an open fireplace? The good news for me, no, no, and no. If you answered no to all three questions, congratulations, you have a 0% chance of dying from spontaneous human combustion in your home. Actually, if you answered yes to any of the questions, you also have a 0% chance of dying of spontaneous human combustion in your home. I also think that smoke detectors could probably help a lot of so-called SHC cases in their tracks as neighbors may be alerted earlier in the proceedings. Most of the famous cases covered happened in an era before smoke detectors were the norm. As I grew up, the threat of SHC receded from my mind. Indeed, I no longer believe it is a valid cause of death. Plus, I currently live in the USA, so I've got far more things to worry about than my innards suddenly combusting. <laughs> Harsh. Basically, flammable clothing plus external ignition source plus lack of movement from the victim can equal the wick effect, with an almost totally burned up body apart from some practically untouched extremities. I feel like the biggest takeaway from the episode today is don't smoke. So let's wrap up with a quote from forensic pathologist Roger Bard, who says, The reality is that people combust, but not spontaneously. What a relief, thanks Roger. Spontaneous human combustion. One less thing to worry about. Yeah, kind of like I said, I started this one kind of thing. Maybe this is a thing. But no, human combustion is a thing. There's just nothing spontaneous about it. Thank you for watching. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.